Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Today is Monday, February 7th. Uh, you know, getting into it, February, we're almost a couple weeks from MLS season starting. We just watched the LA Galaxy play this past weekend. It was an exciting game. I was there. Um, Cabral was, was the main star of the show, which was exciting. Uh, we're going to get deep into that, but I want to introduce my guest. We got a first-timer here. He goes by Mike Gray. He also uh, he has his own outlet called El Trafico. So, Mike, welcome. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, no, thanks for being on. And obviously, we got the 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 one and only Alex Ruiz with, from Total Galaxy. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. What's up, everybody? You doing good, Gio? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Uh, I watched. I I went to the the Coliseum and I watched some NASCAR this weekend. I got me. I got me some hats. I'm, I got. I got to show you guys. I'm a NASCAR fan for like a day. So for a day. There's, there's, there's like a NASCAR one, and then I got this other one, which is pretty cool uh events outer parts so if you guys see me this <laughs> they did not sponsor the show but look they gave me some hats so it was it was pretty cool uh yeah like the i've been to a nascar race uh once before at fontana but like it was so tiny but i just wanted to experience it and it was really cool i don't know did you guys did you i know mike you i know i know you had you commented uh on what i posted what were your thoughts on that yeah, it looked like a lot of fun just being there at the event. I remember laughing because right in front of Gio, you just had like these four dudes with just like cowboy hats. So I knew you were like <laughs> at like a real NASCAR event. But yeah, um, did you happen to hear Ice Cube when he was doing his little performance? Or no, I, I left before. I left. I left before <sighs> all that. I just. I just wanted to see it and stuff. But I, I don't know. Was it? Was it good? Was it? Was it exciting? Uh, I but people were laughing on social media with the crowd and everything because it was just like yeah NASCAR people just kind of it didn't work <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah um looks like a real good you know thing I wish I could have been there but hey next time next time we'll we'll see what happens but I, I see what NASCAR is trying to do but you got to have it at an actual NASCAR uh, event Alex any thoughts on that did you consider going. Uh, I thought about it. I mean, I grew up watching Lightning McQueen uh, in my early <laughs> development of my life. So I had a big obsession with cars. I collected a bunch of cars from that movie and stuff. And I always wanted to go to one. I heard they were doing it at the Coliseum, but I'm like, isn't it a little too small to do it in there? And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll go to, later down the road. There'll be time for me to go, but maybe not here at the Coliseum. So definitely something interesting I wanted to check out, but not this time. Yeah, no. It, to me, it was it was uh, it was like one of those once in a lifetime type of things that they'll do. I I hope they don't do it there again because it just it was just it was too small. It was too small, but I like it. It was entertaining. Uh, it was cool. But now now we move on. So let, let's talk about some LA Galaxy. Obviously, you know there was a four route. Um, it was it was a good game. I did not expect to see what we saw, but everything that I saw was optimistic. Um, 
like, but we also had Sebastian Legit. Sebastian Legit uh, returned to LA, which was obviously you know kind of quick. That's how some things sometimes things happen like that. It was a preseason game. Uh, Mike, what what do you think of uh, you know obviously Sebastian Legit coming back? He he didn't get any, he didn't get to play with the U.S. Men's National Team, so he was able to start with the Rebs. But what were your thoughts on him and obviously his time with the Galaxy and now moving on with the Rebs? It's unfortunate that he wasn't in Greg Vanny's plans, but um, that happens in football. And uh, it was a little weird to see Omar Gonzalez, AJ, just everyone. Just It felt like half the team was ex-Galaxy players, so there was a lot of nostalgia there. But, um, yeah, it's unfortunate it didn't work out. But as we can see, the player that he replaced him with, uh, Marquis Delgado, he had a hell of a game for, for his first try. Uh, very, uh, you know, the one thing I noticed is just one touch, one touch all over the field. But he made a really big difference. And just with one game, we can already see why uh, he would have wanted it to take legit and maybe move him on and then bring in Delgado in. So, yeah, no, I mean, it, it makes uh, now that we saw Marky Delgado, uh, you know, you got to see obviously it's one preseason game, but you, you, you can kind of see what the future potentially holds with Marky Delgado there, obviously. Legit, I think it's, it's going to work out for him uh, with the Rebs. Obviously, uh, the Rebs weren't uh, didn't have all their their starters back because most of them were playing, you know, international duty. Uh, but Alex, what what were your thoughts on uh, Mike's point? Obviously, you know, Legit moving on, but his replacement, Marky Delgado. Yeah, I think Mike made a great point about uh, Delgado. And the one thing that really frustrated everybody when they watched with Legit was how conservative he was, he was with the ball. And with Delgado, you see these progressive passes he's doing. He had an excellent through ball to Vasquez and then, you know, missed Chicharito on the pass in front of goal. And I thought that was really good. You know, Legit struggled to do that a lot. Very conservative in his play. Um, being able to move the ball up the pitch is really important, especially considering they need their young attackers to get going. And I think Delgado is the perfect player there as well. And also, too, he's a perfect pair for Ryan Revelison. They seem to work really well, even though it was just 45 minutes of preseason. But they seem to know each other well, who was going to get more ahead, who was going to lie back. They kind of understood each other a bit more, better than Dos Santos did with Ryan and better than uh, Sebastian did with Ryan. So that's one big positive. We want to make sure that this midfield is working well and smoothly because it's the most important part of the football pitch. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think the thing that was is how he had control of the midfield. You know, like you just mentioned his, his pairing with Ryan, how he just fit right in. And I think that's also being part of a system that he was familiar with, with Greg Vanny and understanding what his job is in that midfield. And, you know, uh, he, I don't. Him and Victor Vasquez have similar play styles. I'm not going to say the, the the same player, but they. What I mean by that, they understand their role. They know what they need to do, what, where to get the ball, move it around, move into space, fight for the ball. And I, like you said, it was only 45 minutes. It was only one preseason game, but Marky Mark Delgado looked really good. I can see. I can definitely see him as started. Definitely see him. Uh, you know, he had a couple of through balls to uh, I think Chicharito and trying to trying to find uh, you know trying to find where the open man was, open pass, and trying to switch the field around. I, I was I was very impressed by him overall, and I just now I just want to see them in preseason full strength. You know, you know what I'm saying because it's it's looking very optimistic for the LA Galaxy. Yes, it's one preseason game. But there was so much, uh, so much to like about this 45, 45 minutes, you know, sixty minutes of the LA Galaxy. Um, let's talk uh, about uh, Kevin Cabral. We got to, we got to talk about him, uh, Mike. I know you're a big Kevin Cabral guy. I know Kevin Cabral had been getting slandered uh, this past season uh, because he wasn't able, you know, to perform at like as a DP level. 
Um, and I think some of that, uh, some of that when you when you're a DP, uh, that's why the high expectations come right. And when you don't perform, you know you're going to get criticized and everything like that. But I think obviously seeing this preseason game, the first 45 minutes, I, I was thinking to myself watching the game. I was like, I've, I think this is probably the best game I've ever seen Kevin Cabral play, or best four, half I've ever seen Kevin Cabral play. Um, and, and I was impressed. This is diagonal runs. I could tell like that they had been working uh, together, like uh, him and Chicharito had a better understanding. Cabral like felt like looked more comfortable on the offense. It, it, it was just complete. I was completely mind blown by how much I've seen Cabral progress in this offseason. What, what were your thoughts? Are you there? Did you freeze? I think Vanny uh, oh, described them as gold dangerous, and he was like that to a T. I mean, the, the first goal, uh, let's see, uh, he, he just times it perfectly, like you said. And what I really like about the second goal is he's going and the defender's tracking him and he sees that there's a lackadaisical, the other center back, he's just maybe like a few feet away. And so he just sprints knowing that he's going to be onside. And then he takes the two defenders and the goalkeeper and he just makes them all look silly. And that was both goals. And then Maybe his his best shot was actually saved. He could have had a hat trick, the the curler that uh, Knighton saved. So uh, if he keeps this up consistently, I mean, double digit double digit goals easily. Yeah, I would say. Look, I have uh, we have his goals because we we got to play it. Chicharito into Cabral, open goal, score, and the LA Galaxy take the one nothing lead. Kevin Cabral. Finding the back of the net, the assist will go to Chicharito. One nothing, LA. Revelison, good ball on the right. Nice run here by Araujo. Brings it down well. Gets the cross across to Kevin Cabral. It is 2-0 Galaxy, and Cabral gets his brace here in the 47th minute. So obviously, I, I played both goals right there, but like uh, to your point, I, the goals and the movement, the offense—he seems more comfortable. I think he understands what he needs. Obviously, what most about a year in, uh, you know, he, he's starting to understand what his role is. Alex, what what were your thoughts on Cabral? Uh, definitely very impressive, and definitely a good way to start off this year, especially considering how last year just all that pressure was mounted on his back now. And, you know, the second goal, you can kind of tell he's been hanging out with Chicharito. That's a Chicharito-esque type goal. Running into the box, getting into space, reading it ahead of time, and, you know, having good football IQ when it comes to determining where the ball is going to be at. Julian Larajo plays a great ball uh, underneath, and Cabral just does well to finish it because it felt like last year, you know, Cabral with that, he's going to save it. Uh, it's going to get saved by the goalkeeper. He's going to hit it too close to the goalkeeper. This time, you know, although it's preseason, I thought he did well in finishing that as well. And this is just a perfect way to get confidence. The fans, they're all behind him now. That's something that wasn't there last year. They're all behind him and put support now. So it's exciting to see what Cabral can do. Sure, it's just the 60 minutes he played, maybe less, but still, nonetheless, a positive step forward in what needs to happen because last season can't repeat again for Kevin Cabral. No, definitely not. And like, I think you you make a great point. Everybody, every fan that I saw on Twitter wants Cabral to succeed, wants Cabral to do well. And obviously, you could just see like, 
even that second goal, you could kind of feel like the weight off his shoulders. Yes, we know it's a preseason game, but a lot, a lot can be uh, be shown with his um with his persona, his body language, and everything. It just seems like, all right, let's get the season started. You know, uh, Diego on Facebook has a comment. He says, "I got to be careful, of Cabral scoring. He will be lethal if he starts playing like that." Yeah, I mean. Look, if Cabral starts to score, I'm with you, Mike. I think Cabral has to be a minimum 10 goals, right? If he plays like this, he can get up to high as whatever. His ceiling could be, you know, I don't even want to put a ceiling on him just yet. But, like, if he gets at least 10 goals this season and you assume Chicharito is going to do what Chicharito is going to do, right? Um, he stays healthy. And if Douglas Costa, now that we know he's going to be part of this offense, if Douglas Costa p- plays like uh, we everybody's expecting him to play and, and, you know, come here and try to help. This could potentially be a very, very deadly L.A. Galaxy team. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we got we got to see it during the pre during the regular season. But what what are your thoughts on the, the three pairing of, of the DP? Well, uh, I mean, it's interesting to see what uh, Douglas Costa is going to bring. But right now. I'm not thinking about Douglas Costa. I'm thinking about the fact that this Galaxy team as is is so dis- – I mean, think about the fact that uh, in terms of continuity, you have Kevin Cabral, Grant Sear, Ravellison, Derek Williams, Koobali, Co- Co- basically the spine of the team. All these guys returning for their second year. You know, Now they're acclimated to the league. They understand how the league works. They understand the travel. They can perform every week, and especially with Cabral, I mean – uh, Benny was talking about how he's faster. He runs faster and it makes him stronger. And I can easily see all this had to get, having an add-on effect. And we're already seeing it with Cabral. And, I mean, Jovalich, uh, he's another player who last night he had an excellent goal. Another goal-dangerous situation where uh, he's got time, he stutter steps, goalkeeper's flat, and then he just pushes it into the goal. And a word about uh, Jovalich. I think that the Galaxy fans should have patience. Uh, we saw what happened with Krabal last year. Vanny likes his forwards and his attackers to be confident. I don't think he wanted to have Jovalich just throw him out there as a sort of a desperation play to get goals, doesn't score, who knows what happens. I think he's waiting until he's prepared and he can actually produce for the team before he's in there. So I think that the fans should maybe just have a little bit of patience with Jovalich and just maybe understand that Vanny will play him when he's ready. Gotcha. Yeah, you you make an interesting point uh, about Dehan. Um, I, I think I'm uh, kind of on the other side. I think I've seen him perform at the highest level against uh, uh, a little traffic against LAFC. I think to me, I'm just surprised. That you you may be right. He maybe Vanny doesn't think. I don't know. Uh, he's ready or wh- whatever the case. But I, I think um, the goals he, he scores. You know, those are solid, mature striker level goals. And for whatever the, the case, he may not be getting minutes or maybe it's a formation or whatever it is. Uh, I, I'm definitely behind the Jovovic bandwagon that he should get more minutes. Obviously, I know Chicharito's there. Cabral, I, he, I think he played Victor Vasquez up top with with, with uh, Chicharito in the previous game. He's done that before. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting because watch, we'll, we'll play. We actually have the goal here. We'll play uh, Jovovic's goal right here. Watch there by question. Hamza Berry as well defending on the play. The shot by Jovalich. It is 3-0 in favor of the Galaxy on that counterattack. A big year for that young man. And he takes care of business here. In his- 
So uh, Sasha gave him a perfect pass right there uh, and Jovo just go. And then I don't know if you guys noticed the little hesitation, like he pretended he was going to pass it, but he so did, did it. And that, that hesit hesitation gave him all the room to, to, to have that space to be able to score. And I, and I think that's what I see from a, a mature striker. Um, and I and I really like Jovalich's game. I just don't know uh, how he's going to potentially get more minutes. Uh, maybe the formation changes or whatever. But Alex, what are, what are your thoughts on, on Jovalich? Uh, definitely going to be a big year for him. I don't think this year is the year he becomes a starter. I think next year he does, especially considering Chicharito's contracts up at the end of this year, or at least uh, the Galaxy might not pick up his team option uh, by next offseason. So I think this year is just another kind of learning year. You'll you'll get more minutes. You know, you'll get to learn the team a little bit more. But I think 2023 is going to be the year where he becomes a full-out starter because I don't think the Galaxy are going to bring back Chicharito. And I think Jovalich, still really young. They signed him for 4.5 years uh, back last summer. And I think he's got a, a future with the Galaxy. Just right now, it's still Chicharito's team. Next season, he'll most likely be gone, I think. And I think it would be a smart move for him to become the full-time starting striker. Yeah, and uh, just to point out, Go ahead, Mike. Uh, elite MLS teams uh, tend to have tend to be too deep at every position, so it's not the worst thing in the world for Jovalich to not be in the starting lineup every week. I mean, we're seeing that uh, he was talking about how happy he was with the play on the wings, where you have potentially Raheem and Villafania on one side, and then on the other with um, Araujo and uh, Laerdom, and you know. Having competition is good. He was mentioning how the, uh, having extra competition basically adds an extra gear in the players and makes, basically, you know, it just makes the team better in the long run. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I, I def, there's definitely competition everywhere. And I think, Alex, you make a great point. He may be uh, the striker of the future because obviously Ch we, we assume Chicharito is going to get all those minutes if they're only going to play well, with one striker, um, but yeah, even if you know he he's a he's a great sub for Chicharito because he, he has a knack for goals. But you make you make a great point. Who is to say that you know we obviously we don't know what, what Chicharito's future is after this? Look, Chicharito can also kill it this season, and he could you know earn himself another contract, earn himself another another payday for the season. But there, I I, I like the just competition in every position with the Galaxy because it it, it does elevate it, right? Because hey. Right, you're all a team, but if you have a, there's competition and you add more, more there, the the, the practices have to be uh, somewhat intense, I, I would assume. And you you were talking about uh, Raheem Edwards and Lerdam. Um, let's talk about Raheem Edwards because obviously former LAFC player. Now we know he's going to be a left back. That's where Greg Vanny wants him to play as a left back. Mike, what what are, what were your impressions as Raheem Edwards as the left back for the for the LA Galaxy? I thought it was incredibly dynamic. Uh, I can understand why uh, Vanny was high on his offensive abilities. Uh, now, I know that you do cover LEFC. Uh, wasn't it his defensive uh, traits that really uh, had the fans kind of upset? Like the fact that maybe he was a bit uh, uh, prone to uh, getting caught defensively or what was I it? I think it was he was inconsistent. And I think part of that was he was playing start. He was playing winger up top. He was playing in the midfield and he was playing defense. So he never had a solidified role within this within the LAFC system because he was just like a utility tool. And I don't and I think when you're playing all these different positions, you can never get comfortable in your exact position position. And um, part of that, I think it's going to add inconsistencies. And I think 
a benefit with the Galaxy is that he knows what role he has to play. He knows what his he needs to do. And I think with LAFC, he was like, oh, okay. He didn't know what he had to do. Every every game would change for him. And I think that's a lot to ask for a player to play three different positions at a really high level. And every week is going to switch. And I think now with the Galaxy, he's not going to have that. I think he knows what he needs to do. And I think it's going to be more slim, simpler for, for Raheem. You convinced me. Now, now I'm looking much more forward to seeing him play. Well, we also I also want to see the consistency. <laughs> like I know, look, I, look, I think I, I gave I gave a, a great uh, reason for his inconsistencies. But look, he can play left back, and he can have inconsistencies. You know, I, I know I made a big case, but I think the more we see him, I think the more and more comfortable he's going to be on the left back position because he 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 has a speed and he has a versatility. Uh, of a left back and I think the more consistency he understands the system I, I think uh, Raheem will succeed uh, there Alex what, what are your thoughts on Raheem yeah after the game uh, I wrote that he was my standout player of the game for good and bad reasons good he had energy like Mike said he was dynamic I felt like him and Grancier they were playing on the same side they were interchanging positions I felt that was kind of good they were they were both comfortable doing that um, Raheem wasn't afraid to get forward which is you know something you want to see um, he also was really good with the ball at his feet, able to get past defenders, usually left backs. That's not their thing, but with Raheem, since he's had experience playing up higher the pitch, um, you know, he's done that for most of his career. Uh, but some of the bad things too, I felt like his positioning wasn't as good. Gio, as you mentioned, inconsistencies, especially considering he was playing so many positions last year, is definitely going to be something that's going to hold him back. He's going to try to make a different position his position from now on. I felt he drifted too much into the midfield, which is okay. It's nothing bad, but I felt so many times um, once the other team got the ball and they were going to counterattack, Raheem was too central in the, in the field. And if the team was going to play out wide, then Raheem's going to get caught and then that's going to be a defensive liability. I know it's just preseason. He can fix it up, something fixable, you know, just being more aware of where you are positionally. But um, overall, he had a good night, I think, positive impression. So it showed some good energy. Um, definitely is going to be questions on whether him or Biafani are going to be starters. I think that's really 50-50 for Greg Vanny at the moment. But so far, I thought he stood out the most in that game in a positive way and also some little tweaks here and there in this game that can definitely help him out become a better left back. Yeah, no, I, I would. Yeah, I, I like the competition between him or Jorge Villafania. Uh, it, it, like I said, I, I feel like it's fifty-fifty as well. Uh, another uh, another position that that's also um, has a lot of competition. Diego puts an, another comment. He says Dupree was solid on defense. That's something we needed last season too. You got Kulabali. You have Nick Dupree. You have Derek Williams. Um, anybody else? Am I missing? Um, anybody in the in the center back role? But that that's essentially that's going to be potentially those those three guys, right? Those are going to rotate. We know Kulabali. He he was he started off hot and then he he went not so hot, right? And it didn't look good towards the end of the season. Uh, I think he had a uh, he had an okay game. Nothing, nothing too bad from Sega Kobadi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I did like I, I I would agree with that comment. Uh, Nick Dupuy had he had a solid performance in the preseason. So I think you got three pretty strong center backs there. Uh, Mike, how you feeling about the center backs? Uh, I'm a little iffy on Kobadi. Uh, he had some really awful touches in, in the beginning of the game. Uh, it's not like the Galaxy bought him from a league on team. They bought him from the second division, right? And he's old enough. So you, basically what you're paying for is what you get. And so I was happy that they were going to get uh, who I thought was a very athletic, but also a very flawed player. And 
I'm not confident that he has the ability to go 90 minutes about making one or two really critical errors. I mean, uh, if you look at the midfield with Delgado and Robelison, uh, as solid as they look, I think this is a team that cannot turn the ball over. I think that they need to be clean and efficient. I think that's why they picked Delgado up. And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think that Kobali, I think he's a little shaky. And I honestly, I believe that's why that uh, Vanny was trying to get Zavaleta in the offseason, even though that didn't work, because I think that he's worried about his touch and he's worried about uh, him not uh, turning the ball over and potentially – creating situations where elite teams can counterattack at will and score it on us. So, Yeah, if there, if there, if there is one that you would have to question is Koulibaly because of what we saw last season. Um, and obviously you don't want that moving forward because you just mentioned they picked up Mark Dargallo to clean up the, 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 the center of the midfield. Um, he does a great job. But if anything gets past Mark Dargallo, then it's Koulibaly or Derek Williams or Nick Dupuy. So that, I think that you mentioned a great point about, about the touches and you, you, you don't want to have that inconsistency going into this year when you, when you have such a, such a strong team uh, everywhere else. Alex, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on, on Koulibaly and the rest of the center backs? Yeah, I totally agree with uh, Mike. You know, uh, he was really sloppy to start out that game. You know, his distribution really isn't that good. And considering Vanny's uh, style is to play out from the back, that's a really big liability. I think he's really error prone. And also, too, he's got an injury history now with the Galaxy. Last year, he struggled to stay healthy. And that's a big concern considering center back, you know, has been a big position of need and importance for the Galaxy. And it's going to be needed if they want a title run. So I think really, you know, this is kind of the year for Kula Bali because if he can't really get it together, then he can't be a starter in this league. Uh, I'm sorry to say it or like, you know, kind of shut down his Galaxy career. But I, I think this year is extremely important because not only do the Galaxy have title ambitions, but they're not really going to be patient for him. Depew did really well last night uh, or a couple nights ago. Um, I thought he was solid. I thought he's been solid for a while. Just he never got a fair chance to really pro- be the number two guy alongside Williams or whoever was the starting center back. So uh, I believe this season's big for Koulibaly, just as as big this season was for Kevin Cabral or is for Kevin Cabral. You know, um, Mike mentioned, you know, this guy wasn't playing in Ligue 1. He was playing in the second division of France for most of his career. He's 25. So, I mean, this is his prime right here. You, like he said, you know, you're getting what you bought. And uh, I, I don't think Koulibaly is going to be starter quality for the Galaxy. And I think there's going to be a real competition between Depew uh, and maybe even Jalen Neal, who I thought was really good in the second half of the game. And who knows, uh, Mark Fakranis currently isn't with the team, but I think all, he's uh, a solid prospect as well. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, Vanny was very high on Jalen Neal in the, previous, in, the, in the press call before the game. He, he talked about he liked, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but he liked the, the attributes and he liked the, you know, he has a center back type of mentality. You know, he said things like that, that he was really excited. Obviously, Jalen Neal, he he doesn't have any, essentially any first team experience. And I think he said, forgot what he mentioned, but he, he was supposed to get a shot last year with the first team, but I don't recall what essentially happened. But now it looks like he's going to get somewhat of a, of a shot this year and obviously that, that that has to be exciting because it's a young guy and it's a guy that you you produce and also then if he could potentially come in and help you out that would be they'd be amazing but i would also say the center back position is also one of the toughest positions because you're guarding the strikers on the other side you're typically guarding either another big body as well and there's very little room forever but yeah i would i would love to see if, if koulibaly for whatever reason isn't able to get the job done yeah 
put in pull in Jalen Neal. Let's see, let's see what he's got. Cause I know, I know he's hungry. His mom is amazing, by the way. <laughs> she's she's amazing on Twitter. I, I don't know. I I know th- th- I didn't I didn't watch the replay, but was that goal supposed to go to Jalen Neal or was that was that uh was that it was a known uh, goal. goal? That's what they called it as. <laughs> I didn't I didn't see the highlight. I just saw that it was a there was some fuss about it, but like hey, I'll, I'll give it to Jalen Neal because his mom's amazing. And he's been putting in the work, you know, because I know she was fighting for it. Hey, you just gotta give it to you just gotta give it to her sometimes, you know. <laughs> Mike, what are, what are your thoughts on uh, on uh, on Jaylen Neal? Um, he's the future. I mean, I I was just thinking about his mom the entire time. She's lovely. I mean, like every day, I'm just liking and retreating her stuff. And but uh, she's a real genuine fan. And as far as Jalen goes, uh, it's exciting to see him develop. Uh, we all want to see him get more minutes, but you know it's a little bit like with Yovlich. Are you? I think he, I think you might have things that we don't need on. And off. Sorry, you you were cutting off. Go ahead. Oh. Um, what was I saying, Jalen? Oh, we're excited to see him develop, and uh, it's unfortunate, but it's a little bit like with Yovlich, where we have to trust that the staff, you know, the staff sees a lot of things that we don't see on the training pitch in terms of injuries recovery there's a lot of things going on and so yeah um as much as i want to see jalen on the pitch sooner rather than later uh it's important to trust the staff but i would like to see him get some more minutes and uh push for you know maybe uh an occasional appearance in the first team this season yeah no i would agree uh quickly here before we wrap up uh, oscar says striker of the feature referring to uh um, jovalich obviously Tony, a, a fan of the show, he says, hell yeah. Forgot what he was referring to. Uh, but look, breaking uh, news, it looks like um, we were just talking about the third DP. It looks like he is on a flight on the way to L.A. from uh, Fabricio Romano. If you guys can see it, then I'm going to try to zoom it in there. He says, here's Douglas Casa now flying to Los Angeles in order to final, finalize his move to, uh, to the LA Galaxy and sign the contract. Deal set to be confirmed. Former Juventus and Bayern winger going to be official soon. Here we go. And there's a photo. Obviously, he's in the plane. He's doing the salute. Uh, it has to be exciting. I'm assuming he's going to be he's going to be here in a couple hours or I don't know, like in the morning. It's a five hour um, flight from Brazil to L.A. No, it's longer than that. No, it is. Five hours? No, it's longer yeah. than that. Yeah, it's five hours. Nah, dude. I yeah, think you're it's not like... that far from LAX. Why don't you go over and greet them, dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why don't you? Yeah, get the cameras out. LA, you know? Hold on, LAX <laughs> to Brazil. Let's see. I, I... That's what somebody was telling me. It's not five dude, hours, dude. I'll it's... go. I don't care. Just round it to six. <laughs> it says, okay. It's not. It's not five hours. It's it's a, it's a, it's a little. It's a little further than that. The only reason I know is because I, I wanted to go to Brazil and it, it was like nine hours or something. There's like a layover. Look, I'm not gonna get into flight time. I'm over here looking. I'm over here looking. It's ten. See, people say it's ten. See, it's ten. Laugh Bro, if it was five hours, I would have been there. Um, I just lost oh, all man, my it's credibility now. He says L.A. to Guatemala is four hours. <laughs> Someone saying it's fourteen. It says fourteen, dude. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Hey, get, take it easy. Take it easy uh, on um on Alex. Hey, you know he hasn't traveled as much, but yeah, it's not it's not five hours. Central America is five hours, but I think he had a couple more hours. But yeah, no, he he's gonna be on a flight for yeah. If it's ten hours, say he t- let's say he took off at five p.m. or whenever this was posted uh, forty eight minutes ago. I don't know if he sent this while he was. Uh, yeah, we don't know if he sent this right. It could have been it was so an hour t- ago. Ten so. hours. So he's either gonna be here later tonight or in the morning. Yeah, I think early um, in the morning he'll be here. 
Yeah, I'm not too far. I could, I, look, if they tell me, I, I could stop by. But look, what, what am I going to say? I don't. I don't really know any too much Portuguese. But I, I hope they. I hope they. Uh, they introduce him. I hope they have a big press conference for him. I would like to go in person. I know we've been doing the zooms. The zooms are amazing. Don't stop the zooms. But uh, you know, big, 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 uh, big announcement. Big player like this. Uh, I would definitely like to go in person. Um, Oscar says it takes me four hours from Vegas to drive in. It can't be. Five. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, it can't be five. Uh, but yeah, look to me. If, look, if I if Cabral gets ten goals and he does what we expect him to do this season, and if Chicharito does what he does last year, I really do feel like Douglas Costa could literally take this team to the to the next level and be. Uh, a very, uh, uh, I don't know, like a very scary team of a very, very, like they could be a powerhouse, you know, if if Douglas Costa comes in and, and does what everybody expects him to do, because you expect everything else to flow, right? It's a season, anything can happen. But if we're assuming everything else is going to fall into play and the Galaxy want to make a deep run, and this is a guy now, whether he plays winger, he plays a 10 position, that think that's, that's we're still waiting to find out where that happens, but I definitely see um, it's very early. I know this is very optimistic, but it could look like the Galaxy could be a, a very, 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 very deadly team. Uh, quickly, Mike, what, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, as far as Costa goes, uh, what was it? I had a thought, and then that thought died, and I don't have <laughs> it anymore. Uh, let's see. Uh, nope, it's gone. Well, in the meanwhile, I'll say this. I mean, I think it was a needed move. I mean, look around the league. I mean, you have Insigne going to come to the league at the second half of the season. Uh, Shakiri is going to come to Chicago, and I think MLS fits Shakiri's style. Um, Toronto are building a good team over there. The Revolution are going to be strong as always. And I think this is the right move that they need in order, if they want to make that deep run, to beat those other top-heavy teams. Because it looks likely that... Toronto or uh, New England is going to come out of the East. I don't think New York City FC repeat again. And those teams are really top heavy. And, you know, knowing MLS, there's not really an emphasis on, on defending. So it's going to come down to if you can, you know, have a shootout. Can you outscore these guys? And can your defense come up big? And, you know, adding another dynamic element like Douglas Costa, if the Galaxy ever find themselves in these kind of shootout positions where they need to be offensively better than the other team they're playing because, you know, the Galaxy defense hasn't been reliable for the last couple of years, Douglas Costa is the right piece to add. You know, he's dynamic player. He's fast, pacey, good with the ball at his feet. You know, he's a pass-first guy most of the time. You know, he's done that with his career. When he's excelled, he's at – 15 plus assists in his best years. So, you know, he is a playmaker guy. And I think Costa is the right guy they need if they're in that shootout position because they're the Galaxy are really top heavy. And if their defense can, you know, just uh, just last a little bit longer and, you know, be strong when it's needed, then I think this Galaxy team is a perfect contender for MLS Cup. Yeah. Well, it's we'll very, to very important that they're getting him now. And not yeah. during the yeah, yeah, now I agree. Now, when the start of the season and not, not, uh, not once the season already started, at least you have two weeks. Um, look to me, I look, there's certain players that that like they'll come into the league and may may need to adjust, but I think there's if, if Costa comes in here and thinks that the MLS is easy, then then he's then I think he's going to struggle. But if he comes in here as a professional and really like I got to put in the work every day, no matter what, then I think he will succeed. We've seen. 
certain galaxy stars come here right and either do well like ibrahimovic took it serious he took you know he's a professional and stuff like that but we've had other other uh stars you know like Giotto santos and you know not take it as serious not take the level of competition even higuain i talked about he think he, he thought he was he come here and smoke cigarettes if he comes with that mentality then it's not going to be a good look but if he comes in here professionally and wants to help and comes in and uh whatever people I know have been saying he could revive his career or whatever, but if he comes in as a professional like he did at Bayern and when he was doing good with Juventus, then, then I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an exciting year for the galaxy, but look, that's all the time we have. Uh, we got to switch over, but Mike, I want to thank you, bro, for hopping on. I know we've been talking for a while back and forth. Alex, thank you for hopping on.